The Biden economy is upon us. <laughs> I mean, the Democratic po- economy is upon us. Um, the Republican Run! economy is upon us. It, it's all their fault. It's, a, it's, it's really the Antichrist economy <laughs> is upon us. It yeah. is ruined. Yeah. Pastor Toby Chuck knocks on the water boy. It's good to be with you this evening on Cross Politics. Stay around. We got Canadian Pastor Jacob Rayom coming up with the new documentary Antichrist and His Ruin, and uh, also going to talk about their conference, Church at War. Yeah. Uh, that's that going you're on speaking at. I'm speaking at Woo! in November. And Does there's, there's a bunch let you of, in? If, bunch if you don't get tackled by the RCMP. So supposedly the vax mandate is supposed to be done by September 30th. So yeah. be praying be praying for that Do you, because if it's done, we're actually, a bunch of Aaron Rock's going to come down to our conference, a bunch oh, of the guys, a bunch of our pastor friends uh, are going to come down to cool. our conference and everything. So, oh, we'll be praying so for that. So be praying for that. Yeah. So um, as, I, as I mentioned, the, the Biden Republican Democrat economy yeah. is a yeah. – <laughs> Is, it, is upon us. Don't listen to anybody who blames it on just one person. That's, Although, that's actually a good point, Gabe. There's certain things that you can blame on Biden. I'm happy to. Yeah, you know, yeah, sure. I, There's no problem there. That's a good point, but, though. But don't think that this is just Biden's fault. But he is making it worse, for sure. Um, one of the things is, you know, um, the last two years, uh, we made a lot of decisions that we're going to be eating right now. Oh, yeah. But we coasted. We had a little credit card balance that we kind of coasted well, through the last two, two, we two years. we printed some plastic. We, we printed some of it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And, and so I think, I, I think you know, retail sales are down. We're going to go through some of this here in a little bit. I think there's some challenge in our economy. I think we're going through a downturn. I think a lot is messed up. Um, but like in COVID, as Christians, we don't want to respond in a, in a spirit of fear. We don't want to, th- right. that's not our response. Right. And the other thing that's really helped me that we brought it before here is, is uh, I think we just call this like the Bonson effect. Oh, okay. Or the Bonson principle. Oh. The, bon- the You're Bonson blame economic. Bonson for the economy? No, 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 no. <laughs> the Bonson effect is when the economy starts to suffer, when inflation starts to happen, when yeah. these things start going, work harder. Yeah. And that's, I think that's a real response that we need to do right now yeah. is like these next two years right. is going to be some of the hardest working years of your life. And I think you'll, I think, you know, God if you work you. hard, God will bless that and you'll right. come out in a different place. I like when you get talking about the economy. It just makes me so happy. Yeah, you yeah. like yeah. The, the Bonson effect. Yeah. And, and so Barry um, Sternlight uh, on Squawk Box, he actually, I think, had some good insight on some of the things that are going on in the economy right now. And let's roll that clip. The economy is breaking hard. But they're, they're 500,000 uh, single-family home sales, new sales, is the lowest since 1952. I mean, we're going to see, uh, you're going to have a major crash in the housing market. And housing prices are going down. You are seeing housing prices correct. They've already took $7 trillion of wealth out of the stock market. I mean, the market is doing what it's supposed to do. We're, we're actually breaking the market hard, and it's taking the, the excess out. Take the consumer that you just mentioned, okay? He's paying higher rent. He's actually paying more for food, and he's paying more for gas. So the savings he got and all the money he had in his bank account from the pandemic, I heard one banker tell me they had $2,200 in their average American savings account. That was up from $400 pre all that money will be drained by the end of the year. So just from those three things, nothing the Fed is doing is going to change. They're, they're attacking the economy with a sledgehammer and they don't need to. Hmm. Wow. Classical conversation supports homeschooling parents by cultivating the love of learning through a Christian worldview and fellowship with other families. They provide a classical Christ-centered curriculum, local like-minded communities across the United States and in several countries, and they train parents who are striving to be great classical educators in the home. For more information and to get connected, please visit their website at classicalconversations.com. Again, that's classicalconversations.com. So Barry points out um, that uh, the inflation's up, 
The consumer is starting to fill it. All this, all the money that the, the government Fed gave, is beating the the Fed's beating it. All the, the money. Remember, sledgehammer. You remember yeah. during uh, COVID and all the stimulus checks that yeah. we got. Um, each family averaged about uh, thirty five hundred dollars per household. Some for the stimulus of us checks. more. Some of us more. You got more babes. You got more babies. Um, each family averaged about thirty five hundred dollars. And you remember, uh, we calculated. I went through and calculated what true inflation was going to do to that. us. Yeah. They came out and said, oh, you're, you know, each average household is probably going to face about $5,000 in inflation this next year. There goes that $3,500 already. Right. But more, the, the more real inflation numbers are probably each household is going to be anywhere from ten dollars to $20,000 in inflation. Wow. That's the true right. uh, expenses that we're going to each household is going right. to face. So, right. so what's the Bonson effect? And so the Bonson effect <laughs> is when inflation is encouraging. Hurts. Work harder. Work harder. Work harder. Right, because it's actually, it makes sense because, remember, I mean, you, you don't have enough goods and services yeah. with the money that's been uh-huh. printed. Yeah. But if you're working harder, you're actually backfilling. Creating more goods and services. You're back, yeah. actually backfilling uh-huh. yep. the problem. Yeah. And, and I think if you think about mm. this, and maybe we cannot call it the Bonson-Gilder effect because, you know, George yeah. Gilder is going to be speaking at our conference. That's fair. That's um, fair. One of the things he, he taught me years ago, I think it's in um, – Knowledge and power, the end of knowledge and power. He says that um, free markets are gift-giving markets. Uh They're Mm. they're fundamentally, if you understand free market rightly, it means that you are a giver of gifts and services, goods and services. You're giving to the world. And what you charge is really just you're you're charging um, a gratitude Uh that then allows you to keep giving. More. Um, But I think it's the same. Like Somebody could say, why would I work harder, Gabe? When when the government keeps printing billions yeah. and gazillions of dollars, yeah. making my work work worth less, yeah. and the answer is because we're Christians. Yep, that's right. We're called mm-hmm. to give. Mm-hmm. How have you been given to? Yep. Right, give the way that Christ gave. That's right. He mm. gave us everything. Right. And when you go to work and you work harder because of inflation, yep. you're actually loving your neighbor. You're loving yep. your people, that's right. your family, your that's kids. Right. You're loving your neighbor. Mm-hmm. You're loving your nation. Yeah, um, I love it. And so, uh, you know, uh, the um, retail sales, uh, bring that chart up. Uh, retail sales, this is just kind of just looking at, uh, it dipped big time. You see that okay. back in, uh, oh, that must have been like uh, November 2021 yeah. or something. Yeah. That was the last major dip happened. Right. And then it went wait, up wait, kind of during the November? Christmas area. Yeah, November? it's November 21. It, it looks like November to me, not Christmas. Yeah, right before. December. Probably right before. Um, and then you had uh, January there, 2.7. or, or that, To me, that looks like Christmas. Can, this, you, this, can you account that for like, oh, I don't know, people saying – Oh, everything's on sale now because we didn't buy, and they have to get rid of it. So we bought more. They bought more, well, and also remember what got passed that month? No, the, the last Republican inflation uh, uh, stimulus. Ah, uh, okay. So oh, more okay. money came. So it worked. More money came, right? <laughs> uh, and then as of uh, July 2022, look at that. Yeah. Uh, this is remember this is retail sales. Yeah. It dropped Down. into the negative, and then it barely rose in August. And my guess is that's because schools started back in session. Everybody kids had closed, to buy stuff. They had to buy stuff and all that stuff. Right. So, so can you look so at So retail like, sales are not looking good. Right. Definitely August. downward trend. Now, the, the now bring up the next chart. Um this they they brought this up in the Squawk Box uh interview that we just we just saw, but I wanted to focus on it for a minute. This is new home sales. Yeah. Okay, this isn't like home sales. This is new brand home, new home new sales, home right? Sales. Okay. So so it adds it kind of a different Right. perspective right. on on what's going on and just look at it just kind of yeah. since December of 2022 yeah. and look at it go. Yeah, begin so, January 2020. Is that is that January? I yeah, can't yeah, see. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Beginning of the year. Yeah, yeah. Um and and just watch it yeah. on decline. Now that's this is going to take into account the reason why new home sales are, are helpful because it's taking out supply chains. Right. 
all the increase in cost to build housing how now. How many new houses are actually being finished and, how many and coming houses, on yeah, the that's market? Right, right. That's right. And so you get down to about 500,000. Right? Did you say Manpower, that? labor, yeah. and all that stuff gets right. you down to about 500,000. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I think I think we're, we're, at, we're at a challenge here. I mean, all the data is starting to show it. And what's hilarious is, what was it on Monday, Biden threw a – a uh, inflation reduction reduction party. Act party. party. Yeah, 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 yeah. While the, the, the while the stock market was crashing, we a thousand points. Yeah, we had this video. <clears throat> yeah, uh, where Neil Cavado, what Biden was doing his live speech. Yeah, and yeah. Neil interrupts his live inflation reduction party speech and says, "Breaking news: Inflation is in, in is not is stagnant. <laughs> didn't, didn't drop it wasn't at just all." Neil. And so CNN oh, did the several same of thing. the several yeah. of the major news um, outlets. Broke away from the speech while he was talking, and, and yep. to, to tell them that uh, that the the stock market had, had dropped hey. like by a thousand, <laughs> like it dropped yeah. a thousand points on, on yeah. Monday. And, I think and it was. CNN sounds so depressed that they had to do it. They were like, "We're sorry to do this, but uh, <laughs> oh this isn't good." So, but the government has been tinkering with the economy for a long time. We we're talking about this off air. Where, I mean, we you know for for hundreds of years, for a hundred years here yeah. in our economy, the government's been tinkering with it, yeah. tinkering with it. And, and, and tinkering with and, it. And tinkering with it. <laughs> um, there's a number of, uh, you know, um, uh, not protests, uh, um, uh, what, what are you talking Amazon about? Amazon workers. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, uh, and then you had strikes? Uh, nurse strikes. And strikes. You had nurses in Minnesota strike. Right, right. And then you had. Not a, just any, but it's a large number. Yeah. So they're, they're, they're largely union Strikes. It's all right, union strikes. Right. And, union then, and then this Amtrak. And then um, you had this Amtrak oh strike that strike. just happened, and KJP had a little had a little something to say about it. On the uh, railroad tentative agreement, uh, it's been reported that the uh, companies have agreed to give the workers one paid sick day. The unions asked for 15 paid sick days. Why is that a deal the workers should now accept as it goes to a ratification vote? So as you know, Steve, the government is not a party uh, mm -hmm. to this deal, oh, and mm -hmm. so we're going to leave the specifics of the deal to the two sides. It's, it's not something that we're going to comment on. What did the president say when he called into the talks last night? What, what did he say that maybe pushed it over the finish? So the, the president message, it was very clear. Uh, we must get a deal done. Uh, he pushed them once <laughs> president again doesn't have anything to say, and he has something to say. Families, farmers, businesses, and entire uh, communities, if there was a shutdown, he asked them to be be creative, to be flexible, uh, meet the other half, uh, the others halfway as well, and he emphasized how significant the economic impacts uh, could be. <laughs> not a party. No, not a party. The president is not part Listen, of this. We have no comment. But I, the president went in there and told them <laughs> that they're going to get a deal done because it's going to have massive ramifications for our country and their so, economy. This is, I think it was a 24%, I had to look make sure, I think it was a 24% hike in pay. Yeah. That was one of the things that was there. Okay, so. And, and when it, the article also said that president w or was involved in hourly yeah, it says on an hourly basis. The, the White House staff were involved in the talks on an hourly yeah. basis. I got a question. White House, yes, sir. Who, who's going to pay for that? Twenty four percent raise. Twenty four percent raise. Yeah. See, that's yeah. the problem. We are. Yeah. Th look, this is going to. We use the train. So the White House, <laughs> and we do. <laughs> well, the White House is saying, "Hey, this is really going to hurt the economy." But the, the truth is, it's going to hurt one way or the other. Right. But this way, what has happened that says, oh, we can afford to give this 24% yeah. to Nothing. the employee? Nothing. The value of the product has went up. Right. We haven't decided, oh, yeah, we should pay more. Yeah. No, they're going to put that so, burden so, so on us. Let's just connect the dots real quick because you might say, well, I've never used Amtrak. Right, exactly. If you buy stuff, though, that uses Amtrak. You heard what they said, right? Right. Water. Yeah, water. Um, the, so... <laughs> 
<laughs> Thank you. So we're going to pay for this raise. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, we are. Um, we're paying for it through the goods and services that we buy. Yep. Those companies that sell them that need to use Amtrak to yep. deliver their goods and their, those goods. Yeah, that's right. Everything's got to go up. They're going to yeah. pay for and, it. And there's no new value that's, that's entered right. into the equation right. to pay for more. That's and right. so this is a quasi-socialistic move. Yeah. And well, that's why this is actually yeah. why all the union, right. all these strikes are union strikes because they see the power play here. They yeah. see what? that President Biden needs to get reelected in November. Let's negotiate and, now. And, yeah, that's right. And and he what he needs this because yep. I mean everything's already tanking with yeah, Biden, right. Biden's yeah. policies, and they know that there's optics involved in the elections. Yep. And if the if the train workers go on strike this and look bad and, for us in and November, the, and the supply chain gets busted up like it would, yep. um, everybody's going to blame him and the Democrats for their policies. And so he's running these plays mm-hmm. to try to cover up. But this and is get reelected. This is short term thinking. That's right. Yep. That's right. Not long term thinking. Yeah. Um, and, and this is this is one of the, I mean, this is fundamentally pagan mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. When, when you don't believe that there's a God over the system and you don't believe there's a personal related God, then you you have to act. And like, what can I get now? That's right. Um, what can I get now? Because you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, next week, next year. But when you know that God created the world and he runs it, yep. that's when you begin to t- you be willing to take personal <laughs> sacrifices, mm-hmm. um, pain now, suffer now yeah. for the good that's going to come. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And that's it's that's true in economics. It's that's true right. in family life. It's true in marriage. You, you, you deal with the sin you got to deal with now. That's right. Deal mm-hmm. with the problem you got to deal with now. If you deal with it right, God will bless it. And down mm. the road, there'll be great fruit. Mm. Enough said on that. It's, nobody thinks that we will get out of this if we hey oh it's a little suffering yeah we can do better on the right. other side of that suffering though right. than we can do right, right. now right. all right Jacob Rayom's coming up next across politic you don't want to miss this segment what's going on in Canada we're about to find out in this new film that he has more on cross politic hi I'm Robert Borton CEO of classical conversations the world's largest classical Christian homeschooling community I'm launching a new podcast refining rhetoric if you like cross politics or just listen to hear what crazy stuff they're saying today, you will enjoy refining rhetoric. You can find us on your favorite podcast platform. I practice the 15 tools of learning by interviewing great guests, looking at current events, and talking about cryptocurrency. This is where Dave and I plan this year's company holidays. Let's go through the list. Easter, too religious. St. Patrick's Day? Too white. Mother's Day? way too cisgendered. All of your usual holidays have been canceled this year. But we still have Karl Marx's birthday. (laughs) Need a real reason to party? Find a new job at redballoon.work. Welcome back to Cross Politic on the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. You may notice that I'm drinking out of my the Canadian mug. Canada mug. I'm that, moving, that's I, from our friends. That's really friends. I'm, I know. I'm I drinking know. out of my one that says move to Moscow. <laughs> so we're contradictory mugs. Knox and I are in deep I'm conflict. Talking right to now. Canada. <laughs> no about, I thought you were talking about Russia. Subliminal <laughs> <laughs> No, that no, that was Mueller was talking uh, about. Uh, that was not Mueller. That was not Mueller. <laughs> Remember the word became flesh and dwelt among us. The word did not stay in heaven. The word came down and met us. It met us with the truth. It met us with a story, a story that will save the world. You and your family need to come to the Fight, Laugh, Feast conference in Knoxville, Tennessee. Take my money. October 6th through the 8th. The topic this year is lies, propaganda, storytelling, and the serrated 
edge. Mm. Christians haven't been reading their Bibles. They haven't embraced the word that became flesh and dwelt among us. So join us October 6th through the 8th as we fight, laugh, and feast with Beer and Psalms, our amazing lineup of speakers, including Pastor Doug Wilson. You heard about George Gilder on the first segment. I'll be speaking, Ben Merkel, Jared Longshore, and more. And we got Jumpy Castles for the kids, so please bring them along. Families are most welcome. Sign up to attend with you and yours or become a vendor at fightlaughfeast.com. And if you can't attend in person, join up for the join up to be a club member and we'll stream we'll stream live all our content for, all for, for club, members. club members. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So sign up to be a club member. Excited for yeah. this new doc. Johnson and Tobin. Score is tied one all, three minutes and 30 seconds. Vaughn shot the puck to Olmstead, but he couldn't control it. Plot out of his net to Johnson, to Moore, who deflects it out to center ice. Stewart of the Leafs failed to trap what it. What sport Bobby is that? Richard goes to the corner at Leafs territory. He centered it right in front. Bonin tried to get his shot. It was a weak one, and Bauer covered up. Then Brewer takes Henri Richard over to the net. No place for the state in the bedrooms of the nation. When it becomes public, this is a different matter. The small fringe minority holding unacceptable uh, views. Pastor James Coates was arrested and sent to prison a couple of weeks ago in Canada. You, are, are you Canadian? I am Canadian, yes. So you grew up in the country. Do you recognize it now? This is definitely not the nation that I grew up in. Wow. The Antichrist in his ruin. Yeah. And his ruin. Right. Jacob Riome, who was mentioned there yeah, yeah. In, uh, on Tucker, mm-hmm. uh, is with us now. Jacob, thanks for coming back on Cross Politic. Hey, good to be on Cross Politic with you guys. And, and Gabe, by the way, that was hockey. Yeah, I know. At, at the beginning, it was a joke for my Canadians to laugh at. What sport is that? That's not funny. I do like when they start fighting. That makes it interesting. <laughs> 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 boxing. Jacob, um, that's a powerful uh, teaser. Um, mm-hmm. Tell us about the movie. So we are producing a movie called Antichrist and His Ruin. It's a documentary that is going to, um, I guess, distill some of the teachings of John Bunyan's book of Antichrist in his rune, and then make direct application to our Canadian context that we've been dealing with in the last couple of years. Yeah. And then with that, we're tracing Canadian history to, um, I guess, explain and provide the narrative as to why we ended up in the place that we did. Wow. And going back to about the 50s and 60s, the seeds were laid before then, but significant events occurred politically and socially in the 50s and 60s that led to basically gutting us of our um, historic liberties as Canadians. What you know, what happened in the 50s and 60s? Can yeah. you tell us that? I mean, without giving away. I mean, that with- gave you COVID? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, there, was an, uh, there was an intentional shift away from a, an essentially a, a Christian identity as a country. 
And so, I mean, you guys have talked a lot about Amir Christendom and if, if there was a, in one sense, we were that you had English Protestants and you had French Catholics and the dominant culture was the English Protestant culture who tolerated the French Catholics in Quebec and gave them their own freedom there to operate as they desire to and build their own society. And then in English Canada, Anglicans and Presbyterians and Baptists and Methodists right. and Congregationalists seemed to get along and built a beautiful country. But then there was an intentional switch in the 60s and 70s. It really came to the public to, to the public attention in 1966 and 67 uh, with Pierre Elliott Trudeau being elected as prime minister Trudeau. and then the uh, exposition in uh, Montreal, where we switched from a Christian identity as a nation to an officially a multicultural nation. And I think that I don't know if all the Canadian people realized it at the time. A lot of them did, but um, certainly uh, many didn't. They just thought that would be a lot of um, uh, good food at uh, community events. Right. You know, we'll have Chinese food and Italian food. And who, who's going to complain about that? Nobody. But essentially what it did is it put all cultures on par um, with each other. So now you have Canadian culture or Christian culture is equal to Islamic culture is equal to Buddhist culture is equal to communist culture is equal to trans culture. Right. And, and here we are in 2020 and this has come to full fruition to the point where we made a constitutional appeal for all the fines and charges that our church had um, last spring. And the judge in the, in the, in her, in her explanation, the, the province or the, the court ruled against us and they ruled in favor of the government. And the, the judge ruled, as she said, in a multicultural society, the state's role is basically the balance, the right, uh, competing rights and interests. Right. And that's right in the court documents. And so the, the courts see themselves as balancing the citizens' interests as opposed to what we would have been historically as the Canadian people upholding um, the supremacy of, of God's law. Although we never did it perfectly, it was certain there was certainly a, a legitimate attempt to do so. Yeah. I believe, when, you know, when it's and just note here, when you attempt that that polytheistic pluralistic that society balance, the state becomes God, yeah. uh -huh. right? That's that, exactly that, what happened in Canada, and the yeah. state perceives it. It was a trick, right? Right. And so everyone's like, "Oh, we're going to be more tolerant of all the peoples in the world," but it was a trick for the state now to set itself up as the ultimate lawgiver, right. is superior to God and Christ, and right. and we're seeing this come through in many ways. I I detected it, and several of us detected it even before the COVID times, but we saw the most extreme manifestation of it uh, during the. COVID times. Yeah, I mean, you have you have to have an arbiter. You have to have an absolute arbiter. If it's not Christ, then it's then it's the state. Yeah. You know, Jacob. One of the things that I'm noticing that people are like, they hear what you're saying, but they're like, how do how do you live together with other people then if Christianity's up here and everybody else is somewhere down here? You know, this has to be just as equal in order for us to be able to live together because not everybody's going to be a Christian. So how is it that Christianity gets to take the high road and everybody else has to take the low road? You racist. Well, <laughs> you bigot. <laughs> you bigot. <laughs> well, I, I think, I think if, if Christ is proclaimed as supreme and he's, he's held to be supreme, his law will met out justice perfectly, or at least humanly speaking, we will attempt to do so perfectly. So I think those who might be minorities among us would actually have a more prosperous <laughs> um, environment in which to live and a more secure environment in which to live if their actual God-given biblical rights were being upheld, rights to private property, rights to free enterprise, 
um, rights to life. And so, for example, during the lockdowns, really, who, who suffered the most? Well, it was the small business owners. And many of them are immigrants who come here to start little restaurants, to start variety stores and own gas stations. And these were, and they, and they don't have savings. And so these were people that would have suffered and they live in some of the most expensive cities in the country, like mm. Toronto or Vancouver. And these people would have suffered terribly um, under our government. So you can't tell me that um, multiculturalism is providing them a secure and prosperous uh, right. place in, in which to live. Now, people don't like what I'm saying because all of a sudden this means that sexual immorality should be punished by the law. And yeah. I wouldn't have a problem with that. And I don't think that you would either. But I think at the end of the day, if that happened, we'd have stronger families and stronger, That's right. um, a stronger society and, and probably a less tyrannical government because all of a sudden this family might find its rightful place. But the government grows when the family um, falls apart. Right. Well, and the government's a big uh, uh problem with sexual promiscuity because <laughs> they're right. they're participating in it. bill clinton's participating right. in it you know they're all they're all they're all in it why um why do this documentary why um you know what do you expect to kind of accomplish with with uh the antichrist and his ruins well i hope to accomplish a number of things um one of them is i don't think the church in canada has fully grasped the implications of multiculturalism like for a lot of pastors, even I'm talking to, having put the trailer out, out there, they didn't realize it was this big of a problem, but it is a big problem. Um, mm -hmm. Another thing that I'm hoping to do is to show, okay, look, what John Bunyan dealt with in the 17th century, there's not, there's not a one-to-one -one correlation, but he was dealing with the same beast, mm -hmm. but it's the same beast in a different form. And in fact, his editor, as he introduces the book of Antichrist and his ruin, his editor actually predicted now that the Antichrist government was taken out of England and the glorious revolution happened in 1688 and they never had any religious or at least to that degree, religious persecution again. And we inherited their rights as Canadians, as, as, as Anglo speaking people, English speaking people. Right. But, but his editor predicted that the day would, would come when rationalism would find its full fruition in a new antichrist government. Wow. Mm. And he's going to take on a completely different form. And that's what's happened here. Right. We are seeing an antichrist government emerge. So I'm trying to draw a historical link. Who are the true nonconformists? Who are the true Puritans today? Yeah. And then beyond that, I would like to see um, those who did suffer in this country over these last few years vindicated in the eyes of the public. And... I would like to see them inspire and galvanize a future generation. So there's a lot of young men considering the ministry, and there's a lot of people looking on um, the official leaders of the evangelical movement in Canada have been, for the most part, pathetic. Um, but now they're paying attention to people um, who did suffer, and they're listening to what we have to say. And I want to galvanize a, a, a generation, a church in this country that's going to learn how to deal with Antichrist. No. Um, really quickly, and we're about the end of the segment here, but I want to give you a chance to um, plug your conference. Yep. What, what, yep. What's the conference that you're doing, and is that related to this project? Right. We're hosting a conference uh, in November, and it's 17th, 18th, and 19th of November, and it's called The Church at War. We're going to premiere the documentary at the conference. There's a number mm. of us speaking at it. I'll be speaking at it. James Coates's. Uh, speaking, Tim Stevens is speaking, Steve Richardson is speaking, Aaron Rock will be there leading an elder training event. And I hope Gabe can join us if yeah. they let him up into uh, yeah. our Canadian I, Northlands here. I, I just want to know, I mean, 
Why only Gabe? Yeah, how did <laughs> he got arrested? I mean, oh, because here's here's why we want to have only Listen. one of you. We don't want to have three of you because we want to isolate Gabe and roast him for your tranny comments, <laughs> and we don't want anybody to defend him. <laughs> Okay, never mind. Never well, mind. We're, 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 yeah, go. Go. It was we're, nice we're knowing you. <laughs> hey, Jacob, where can people watch the film at? When it comes out, where can people go to check the film out? Okay, they go to antichristdocumentary.com and uh, we'll have more information there. All right. And I'll just encourage if you got money to help support it, there's, a, there's some wrap thing. up funds that need to happen. There's a donation button there Donations, or something like that. Yep, yep. Okay. All yeah. right. Well, uh, always appreciate you, Jacob. And are we going to. Yeah, we're gonna, can, we you, can you come backstage with us for, for a few minutes? You got some more time? Sure. All right, that's going to be awesome. All right. Well, you know where you're going if you have a club membership. I'll meet you there. If you're single, get married. If you're married, have you some kids. And if you have kids, go baptize them. Until tomorrow, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight, laugh, and feast. This is Cross Politic by Gabe. <laughs> About those tranny Baptists, Jacob. <laughs> Home. It's where you build your legacy, where traditions are started, seeds are planted, meals are shared, and stories are told. We are Chris and Natalie Carpenter, owners of Story Real Estate, and our team of top agents helps people find homes in Moscow, Idaho, and around the country. Have you thought about a move? Contact us to get connected with a top agent who shares your values and puts your family first. Or reach out to us about our Moscow Relocation Guide. Wherever you're looking to go, we can help you find home. Call us at Story Real Estate or visit us at storyrealestate.com and start building your legacy. Meet Big Ed. He has a tax-funded taste for children. Big Ed knows that the best grooming starts early. He has a plan for your preschoolers, a plan to gender confuse your grade schoolers, but if you think his grooming stops there, you have not been paying attention. Big Ed wants to liberate your daughters from old-fashioned ideas like, well, you already know. Big Ed has dorm rooms ready for you in prison buildings of learning and professors standing by dedicated to grooming young adults in doubt and unbelief. After all, he is the gatekeeper of this brave new world. And if you want a job, you'll need to pay him with years of your life for a permission slip. Yeah, whatever. You think David paid Goliath for a certificate in giant management before those two squared off? Did Luther major in theses? Was George Washington summa cum laude in empire repellents while Jefferson focused on ag with a minor in declarations? When the world needs saving, meaningful vocations abound for those who are truly prepared. And the truth is, despite Marxist advances, this is still America and Big Ed is still a voluntary opt-in. So don't, not at any level, not preschool, not middle school, not college. It isn't complicated. When Big Ed offers you free candy, stay away. You'll thank us later. We know it's crazy, but run with us here. Men and women were created in the image of God. You don't need a government certificate of faux learning for personal validation or permission to work. You were born with divine permission to pursue knowledge and understanding, truth, goodness, and beauty. And at New St. Andrews College, we are committed to helping students do just that to their fullest potential. In an age dominated by chaos when learning is on a choke leash controlled by Big Ed and his many strange friends, 
Ours is an education for outlaws, an education for men and women committed to building a beautiful and free society in the ruins of the Western world. When thinking is outlawed, only outlaws will think. Yes, Big Ed hates what we do, but his hatred brings us joy. New St. Andrews College, liberal arts for outlaws, mind, body, and soul.